guys, this is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, it was nice to uh, be able to see some of you uh, listeners of the podcast and people that follow me on Twitter uh, that came out to the airport. That was just a really cool situation and I'm sure I don't really have to explain it for most of you. You saw that we ended up going out to the airport and meeting the team and uh, coming back from their road trip after they clinched the playoffs, right? For the first time in 16 seasons. It's nice to get that monkey off our back, but yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a great experience and it was very much a throwback to right. Like the 99 team, there were a lot of people there. We were telling stories of what we remembered when we were there. People were talking about how Jason Williams almost ran over a fan's foot. You had uh, Scott Pollard driving by with the uh, cigar hanging out of his mouth. It was just, it was a lot of fun back then. And so it was really cool to be able to experience with this group of guys. Um. There were grandparents there who were there with, right, their adult children and their grandchildren. Uh, and so, you know, the the grandparents and the now adult children, they a lot of them talked about how they came out in 99 and they wanted, um, you know, the, a whole nother generation to experience what we got to experience. And so it was a lot of fun. We uh, were running back and forth between fences. We ended up finding out that uh, some of the guys were going to come to the fence we were at like they normally do. But security had told them when they got off the plane um, to not do it, which I totally understand because there were a lot more people than they had anticipated. And so they just, you know, didn't feel like it was totally safe. And again, I get it. It only takes one. Right. And and it's not like they have everybody's name down or think and things like that. So how it ended up working out was perfectly fine. They got to, you know, see how many of us were through the gates. We got to yell to them. And then we ran over to the street and got in that line uh, for them to be able to drive through. It was really cool to see how happy uh, Katie was. She got a huge ovation. Mark got a huge ovation. Um Garrett Reynolds, right? G-Man got a huge ovation. was so cool. All the players that were going by, when you could actually see who they were, some of the windows were pretty tinted, which, again, don't blame them. These are their personal cars. Um, but people were respectful, right? And and for the most part, got out of the way. They, someone, you know, gave... <laughs> Darren Fox and in an out bag that had uh, her phone number on it so that he could give it to Kevin Herter. You know, we had people shooting their shot. Um, Davion was recording people. Kessler was recording people, you know, Kevin, Len, um, Sabonis, Fox, like they were all taking video. Um, and Fox had Rose on there on FaceTime so she could see. But yeah, I mean, and then I, you know, I got texts afterwards from uh some family members uh, of the team saying how you know thankful they were to you know to pass a message out how thankful they were that 
that people showed up. It was just a really cool experience and um, something that those guys won't forget. You saw how, you know, excited Mike Brown was. And it's just one of those things, right, that we can't control what happens on the court. But one thing we can control is our fan vibe, right? Like, and how excited we are. And then just having fun. Like, you know, other people can make fun of us like, oh, you're having, you know, you're celebrating because your team made the playoffs. Why the hell wouldn't you? Even if we didn't have a 16-year drought, what's so bad about having fun, right? And and enjoying a season, enjoying life. I mean, isn't that the point of being a fan? Um, you know, and I just feel like those people are jealous because they can't go, you know, um, celebrate their team coming home because, you know, no one's going to LAX and having, you know, necessarily a celebration, you know, in some of these bigger cities, it's just not possible. And so that's one cool thing about Sacramento is you're just, you're able to do some different things and have a different kind of vibe with your team. And it's, it just makes it that much more fun. Uh, We have what, two games left. Unfortunately, we lost last night, right? Dallas game, great first half. You know, not the greatest second half. You can, you know, it. the guys, their shots were short. So it looked like the legs were kind of catching up to them. But you know what? Dallas was fighting for their season, right? I mean, you know, they, Kyrie went supernova and put that team on his back. And yes, the refs sucked, but, you know, Kyrie wanted to, you know, Kyrie wanted to, uh, to extend, you know, another day. And to me, that was almost a statement game from him of this is my team now. Uh, you know, Luca made some mistakes at the end that I felt kept the Kings in the game. Um, and Kyrie just didn't miss, right? And that's what stars do, right? When when the time comes and he he stepped up. So um we'll see what happens with Dallas for the next couple games and the other teams that they're they're fighting with. But uh, you know, um, kudos to him for for doing you know what it took. We saw horrible officiating right from the refs again. No shocker. But I just don't understand how Luca can yell and scream at a ref all game. Kevin Herter gets hit in the face, gets hit in the arm, then gets hit in the face. And the reaction of pushing the person off after getting hit, after, you know, him being smacked in the face, he ends up getting the foul call. He yells at the ref that he got hit in the face. The ref then gives him a technical. Mike Brown now has to challenge it, has to waste a challenge. Wins the challenge. The refs have to admit that they were stupid and wrong. But yet, Dallas still gets a free point. It's such BS. You should be able to rescind a technical like that the same way you can rescind a foul if you are that bad. And why didn't you look at the, you know, for it being um, a non-basketball play of getting hit in the face? I've seen people gotten flagrants for less, right, this year. Um, so it was just a total crock and and just frustrating. Um one of the big talking points that we've seen, you know, as 
the season's ending now that we have, right, the home court advantage, which is awesome. Um, but it's the difference of this group when it comes to home uh, versus the road, right? Um, and so we're, we're gonna, what I'm going to do is I went on to, uh, NBA.com, their stats and, you know, they have their advanced stat tab and these are all the, uh, the prominent advanced stats that they mark off, right. To tell you where your team ranks in these advanced stat categories. So we're going to go through them and see where the Kings fall at home. And on the road and these advanced sets. And I'm going to kind of use it because we're still hearing that crap of, you know, the Kings are frauds. They're pretenders. When are they going to come back to earth? I mean, we're 80 games into this season and we're still hearing about this, right? So I'm going to give you the rankings of this team of what they've done for 80 games this season. And to me, it's really impressive and, and goes to show that this team has done it for 80, 80 games, right? So the home offensive rating, the Kings are number one in the league at 122.2. Their road offensive rating, number two in the league at 116.1. So at home and on the road, their offensive rating is number one and number two. Now, home defensive rating, extremely not great. Number 29 at 118.2. Teams love to shoot the ball at golden one. <laughs> um, as you can see, right, that teams are just putting up crazy amounts of numbers at golden one. And... It's it's been that way. So I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know if it's the crowd. Um, I, I I just don't know. But people love shooting at Golden One. Road defensive rating number eight. So Kings can shoot. <laughs> Kings can defend um, on the road, and apparently players don't like to shoot all that great on their home court. So the Kings are number eight at 113.9. Super impressive, right? That's better than my average that I always ask about. So now we just need to figure out that defensive rating at home. But I will say, even at home, when it comes to the second half of a game for the Kings in general, the defensive rating is 114.7. 114.7. So, one can also argue it's the first half of games that are kind of killing that defensive rating, right? That we're seeing that this team is a top half of the of the league when it comes to defensive rating for the second half of games. So they need to figure out that first half <laughs> defense. But it also shows me, right, that the Kings and Mike Brown are making adjustments. Case in point, that game against the Pelicans, and we saw Brandon Ingram go off for 14 points at the beginning of the game. You saw Kessler Edwards then come in 
and shut him down. And you also saw the Kings make some scheme changes on how they were going to guard Brandon Ingram. And it worked. So I will say that's one thing that it's really impressed me about this coaching staff is their ability to make adjustments when needed. And you're actually able to see it in the games and, you know, right. The, the proof is in the pudding. So they say, right. And, and our wins and what we're doing this season. So home net rating number 13 in the league at 4.0 road net rating. We're number three in the league at 2.3. Home assist percentage, number seven, 62.8. Road assist percentage, number seven, 62.4. So again, we're seeing themes of Kings being in the top 10 for all of these advanced stats outside of the home defensive rating and outside of the home net rating. Otherwise, everything else has been in the top 10. Home assist to turnover ratio, number one in the league at 2.15. Road assist to turnover ratio, number four at 1.92. Home assist ratio, number three at 19.9. Road assist ratio, number five at 18.9. Now, this is also a point where the Kings kind of go squirrely. Home offensive rebounding percentage, number 22 at 26.4. Road offensive rebounding percentage, number 24 at 26.6. But their home defensive rounding percentage, number four at 73.5. Home def- uh, road Defensive rebounding percentage, number four at 73.3. Home rebounding percentage, number 16 at 50.3. Road rebounding percentage, number 10 at 50. Home turnover percentage, number seven at 12.9. Road turnover percentage, number 10 at 13.6. Home effective field goal percentage, number one at 59. Road effective field goal percentage, number seven at 55.9. Home true shooting percentage, number one at 62.7. Road true shooting percentage, number four at 59.6. Home pace, number 10 at 101.05. Road pace, number eight, 101.05. So their their home pace and their road pace is exactly the same. Home player impact estimate, number 13 at 52. Road player impact uh, estimate, number five at 50.8. Home total number of possessions, number 10 at 4,061. Road total number of possessions number at number seven at 4,086. So that number just jumped from the last uh, road game. That number was um, about 100 possessions uh, less um, before the Dallas game. 
now. Now, I just read off to you 30 different categories combined, right, between home and road. Out of the 30, the Kings only had six different pieces where they were actually outside of the top 10. And even with that, there were only three. So one. Yeah, there were only three where they were actually below um, average. So only three categories, right? Three single areas where they were below average. What do we keep saying? Be average and you will be, you're right there. To me, in 80 games, this team has done this, 80 games. And we have people continuing to want to say that they don't believe they're pretenders, they're frauds, whatever. 80 games, this team continues to be at the top of the league and what they need to do. Give them some damn respect. Okay. I just wanted to go through that because that kind of blew my mind that breaking all of those out, um, that it just continues, right, to prove our eyes correct and the winds correct and what, you know, our belief and what they're doing is, is correct. I don't know if they're going to win a playoff series. I don't know. I sure as hell hope so. But to me, even if they lose, it's not going to prove that they're somehow frauds or all this, you know, this crap that people are talking about. The Kings go in there and play their ass off and end up losing. Okay. Then it's like any other playoffs, right? But at least show up, play how you want to play. And I think you'll at least get your flowers that way. I could be wrong, you know, because people have been wanting, you know, this to happen all year. I mean, you turn on ESPN today and it's some random people I've never seen before, um, you know, continuing to to spout nonsense. And so, um, you know, it is what it is. But tomorrow we have the Warriors. Then we have Denver. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what both teams do. I'm assuming both teams are going to play their people. Um, but you know what? We will find out. Uh, it looks like some Kings playoff tickets will start going on sale uh, this weekend. And then you'll see single game tickets start going on sale on Monday. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the vibe is during these games because of the pricing that we're seeing. But I also can understand why people are putting prices out there because you know what? You can sell a game and some people can pay for their whole season tickets net season. Um, so I don't necessarily totally uh, blame them if they go that route. Uh, as of right now, I'm just going to game two uh, with my season ticket partner for next year. And, uh, you know, I'm used to that from all those years of growing up where I shared season tickets with a family of four. And so there were there were some series where, you know, I had game two, three or four or I had, you know, game one in the second um, if the Kings made it, you know, to the next series. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, if I can end up getting a ticket for game one. Awesome. If not. It's not going to make me enjoy that damn game any less. 
Um, and it shouldn't make anybody, you know, any of you feel that way either. I know, you know, so many people are looking forward and want to be there, but, um, if you're not just enjoy it, you know, wherever the hell you are, um, you've earned it for being around here this long. Um, and it's, you know, no matter where you're watching it from, it should be a celebration. So, uh, that's it for today. And as always, thank you for listening and go Kings. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.